Gospel of John, chapter 10. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for excuse me, opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord, I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my father. Again, the Jews were divided because of these words. Many of them were saying, he has a demon and is out of his mind. Why listen to him? Others were saying, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus replied, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, it is not for the good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. 
Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If those to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said, I am God's son? If I'm not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Then they tried to arrest him again, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him, and they were saying, John performed no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. Amen. Friends, I would love to hear, as usual, your takeaway. Leave that in the comments on whatever platform you're watching Teachable Tuesday today. Uh, it's such an encouragement to hear how God is speaking to your unique heart. So share your takeaway below. And that's what I'm going to do today here on Teachable Tuesday. I'm going to tell you a bit about what spoke to my heart. And it was kind of a surprise to me, if I'm being honest. This morning, I was sharing with Jenna a bit about what God has been revealing to me through this chapter. And she reminded me of this um, funny little tendency that I have. When I go to a new restaurant, I love to ask the server, what's your favorite thing on the menu? What do you like to eat here? And then they're so gracious, right? And they tell me everything that they like and the best thing and their highest recommendation. And then I go ahead and order what I was already thinking of ordering. It happens almost every time. It, it's kind of embarrassing, actually. I should just stop asking. But it's like I want them to convince me. You know what I mean? This is true about outfits that I'm wearing, about how I do my hair. I'll, I'll ask, and it's like I want someone to agree with me, and I don't really believe them. I don't take their opinion seriously. I, I trust myself. Because if I'm being totally honest, I have trust issues. I have trust issues. Maybe you can relate, but especially I have trust issues when it comes to the Lord, when it comes to my own prayer. And isn't that funny? Isn't that odd that we uh, trust ourselves more than we trust God? We trust ourselves more than we trust other people. We, we trust our skewed beliefs, lots of times the lies that we believe, more than we believe the truth revealed by God in the scriptures. We believe all kinds of other people. We take their authority seriously. We, we believe the weatherman. <laughs> we believe our GPS, sometimes to our detriment, right? We believe Alexa and Google. We believe our best friend, our mom. We believe our teachers, but somehow that, that translating our trust to the God of the universe the one who knows all and loves us. Somehow our trust just tends to fall short. I struggle to trust God, especially when it comes to my past, my future, and my worth. And I was wrestling with God recently in a daily mass. It's kind of the same old, same old, you know. And I came to mass a bit agitated and 
It's been a great gift. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention at all, but for the past few months, we've been in the gospel uh, during the cycle of mass readings. And so on this particular day, we were reading John 10, and it was like it was the first time I heard this verse. And this is my takeaway today. It, in fact, it's been my takeaway every day, multiple times a day for the past two weeks. John 10, 25, Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. In fact, I'm, I'm gonna pause right there. We'll get to the rest of that verse in just a moment. So let's call it John 10, 25a. I have told you and you do not believe. So many times, that's the answer. In my own prayer, in my own wrestling and trying to figure it out, trying to calm down, trying to fix it. The answer is that he has already told me the problem is that I do not believe him. I don't believe my prayer. I don't believe God's word. I don't believe what the church says. I, I don't believe what good, holy counsel advises me. No, I trust my feelings. I trust my fears. I, I trust what other people have said to me or about me. I, I trust what I think other people are thinking about me, but I don't trust God. And yet he's told me the problem is that I do not believe. You see, Jesus is the truth. That's coming up later in John 14, 6. Jesus is the truth. And conversely, if we go back to the Old Testament, one of my favorite verses, I, I really had to put down roots here and, and sit with this, meditate on this verse for a season, is Psalm 89, verse 35. God says to his servant David, once and for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. There was a season of my life where I had to, I had to come into agreement with that scripture. It wasn't enough for Jesus to tell me I'm the truth. So of course I tell the truth. Of course, if you need to know the truth, if you need a new perspective, come to me. I'm the only one who has the truth. It was so important for me to go back and to look at the reverse, to look at the flip side of that, and to meditate on the reality, on the fact that God does not lie, that he will not lie to me. If he said it here in his word, he said it to me. He said it for me. He's made a promise to me, and he's good on that promise because he is the truth. He does not lie. Now, this can get tricky in prayer, can't it? I've spent years trying to overcome this suspicion of God's voice, this suspicion of what I hear in prayer. And there is discernment. There is a maturity that has to come with our prayer. And I want to talk to you about some practical ways that we can, um, we can begin to hear God's voice more clearly so that we can trust him. Because we don't want to just believe our voice. We don't want to believe the voice of the world. We definitely don't want to believe and agree with the voice of the enemy. But we've got to get really good at identifying the voice of the shepherd so that that's the truth that we align with. That above all, that's the voice, that's the tone that rises above the rest. That we might live in the light of truth. That when he tells us we believe him. So we're not just believing any old thought that falls into our head. 
We are invited and we have a responsibility to be faithful, to get formed, and to have faith. So I want to walk you through the, these three practical ways that we can become confident of God's voice and we can begin to believe what he has already told us. So faithful, right? God is faithful and he's faithful to us. And so we're called to be like him, to be faithful to him, to be faithful in return. So friend, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. If you are not being faithful to your daily discipline of prayer, it's going to be very hard to hear the voice of God. If you're not faithful to reading the scriptures, you're going to believe whatever you think, whatever you're taking in, especially if we're consuming a steady diet of social media, of, of the news, right? Of our own fears and feelings. We have to instead be faithful to read God's word. And the beautiful thing is that God helps us with this later in John, we'll read that the Holy Spirit is the great reminder that he'll actually call to our remembrance what God wants us to know. He'll unveil and unpack scriptures that you don't even know that you know, that you read in eighth grade. He'll bring that back to your remembrance in a moment that you need it. But you've got to put in the work. And I know that that's kind of a dirty word in the spiritual life, at least in in my lexicon. I don't like working, but I want to instead be faithful to the study of God's word to be faithful to reading God's word every single day, faithful to meeting God in prayer, faithful to confession. If you want to hear God's voice, if you want to learn the voice of the good shepherd in your life, make a regular, a faithful commitment to the sacrament of confession. Because when we've got all of our sin messing things up, it puts a a kink in the line of communication with the Lord. We can't hear him clearly. There's a lot of interference. We've opened doors. We've invited other voices. So when we go to the sacrament of confession, when we're faithful to go to reconciliation, we clean out the clutter. We turn down the noise. And we can begin again to hear the voice of the shepherd. So be faithful. And then, friends, invite. And I want to emphasize here, it's our responsibility as Catholic Christians, to become formed. And I want to be totally transparent with you. When I started in youth ministry straight out of college, I was not formed. I wasn't formed. I I didn't grow up studying the scripture. Um, I had normal CCD classes. I I didn't go to Catholic school. Not that that's the end-all be-all, but I always saw that as a, a way that maybe I missed out like I could have been further along if I if I had been more formed. So friends, we have a responsibility and we're invited to come to know the heart of God, the heart, not only the mind, not only being intellectually formed, but that intellectual formation leads to heart knowledge, helps us to understand the nature and the character of God. Because friends, how can we trust a God that we don't know? Otherwise, it's just our own imagination. It's just our own feelings and fear informing who we believe that God is. So we've got to get formed. And what do I mean by that? Of course, talking about the scriptures, we want to be faithful to reading scripture. But to be faith, uh, faithful to being formed by reading the catechism, which let me tell you, will blow your mind. 
I treated it like a reference book for many years. I would have a problem, I would need to know something, and I would flip to it. But when I began to read it, I began to, to see and, and absorb the beauty of the church, the beauty of God's truth as preserved by the church in the deposit of faith. Read the catechism, do some spiritual reading. Read the writings of the saints. I want you to form your mind so that your heart becomes formed in the knowledge of who God is. And finally, faith. Faith, this is John 10, 25 all the way. I have told you, but you do not believe me. We have to make a choice to believe. There's going to come a time in discernment where uh, you have to make a choice to believe God and follow him to come into the church, to take that job, to marry that person. You, you have to make a choice to believe your prayer, assuming that you're faithful to prayer. Uh, this is all assuming that you're formed uh, by God's word. You're, you're formed in uh, the teachings of the church. And from there, we can trust our discernment because we've come to know the voice of God. But even then, doubts are going to creep in. We're going to be afraid at times. And so we have to make a choice to believe. We have to make an act of faith. Here's where I want to come back to John 10, 25. And I want to finish that verse. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. So friend, if you don't believe the word, believe the works. Believe the cross. Believe that Jesus gave his life for love of you. He is the good shepherd who laid down his life for love of you. Believe that he loved you so much, so much that he couldn't stand to be apart from you. So he stays with us in the Eucharist, at every mass, in every tabernacle, all over the world. Believe the works. Believe your own prayer. This is what's so beautiful about being faithful to prayer, having a history with God, is that you can look back and you can trace, you can identify the faithfulness of God all the way through, and then you can make a choice to believe. And it's easier to believe. It's easier to trust because you already know him. You know his heart. You know that he loves you. So friends, I wonder, is there a truth about God? Maybe it's a scripture. Maybe it's something that he's already uh, spoken to you in prayer, a personal promise. Holy Spirit, I ask you to call that to mind right now. What is the truth that God is asking you today, right now, to choose to believe? Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, Jesus. You're so good. We can trust you. Help us to trust you more. Grant us the grace to make an act of faith, to believe what you've already spoken in your word and in our prayer. And help us, God, to live in the light of that truth, to be formed to that truth, to live lives of truth. Send us your Holy Spirit again. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. See you next time. Bye. Woo! Got a little shiny in here.
guys, I can't wait to hear your takeaways. Share them with me. You know, I'm normally a like good shepherd. So John 10 through John 10, one through 20, whatever. Um, I like live for John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So I was really surprised and blessed by John 25. And I can't wait to hear how God spoke to you and blessed you in John 10 these past few weeks. Jenna? Did Great. you have a verse? Oh, look, someone left a question since they can't comment. Oh, okay. Weather is nice here. We're Thank in San Antonio. You. Thanks, Samantha. I love that. You asked. Samantha, you you're asked. amazing. I can't wait to be in San Antonio. I don't know if you've heard, Samantha, but... Tell her the news. Oh, gosh, darn it. We're coming to Austin. Not That's San Antonio. ish right? Here's the news. We're not coming to your city, but we're coming to your state. That's it. We're coming nearby. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, I don't Jenna. know how close those are. I think Samantha, it's like an hour. Samantha, can you leave a question? Yeah, Samantha, us? are you still here? Can you can you tell us something we could easily map on GPS? Because we would believe that. Yeah. All anyway, right, that's all from me. Jenna? We'll be here next week. We'll do some Q&A. What? Oh, but we never did that on IG. We're, so you guys got to come to YouTube. What, come subscribe doing, to YouTube. Who are you doing Q&A oh, with Oh, Beth's not going to be here. Kelsey? Are you guys doing Q&A without me? Wow. What? Sad. Wow. Beth's going to Ireland, guys. If you could pray for her. Yeah. Scotland, too. Scotland Oh, Scotland first. first. I'll be in Scotland next Teachable Tuesday. Then Ireland the next, next Teachable Tuesday. Wow. But I am recording them, so don't you worry. John 11 and 12, I got you covered. We'll be here. Sad. You're going to do it without me. I, come Honestly, go subscribe to our YouTube. If yeah. you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Do you hate YouTube? Are you avoiding YouTube? I get it. Kaylee says, Kaylee? Jenna, so good to see your face again. Okay. You guys, I love oh. this question thing. It's very funny. You could, could we turn off comments mid? No, I have to go. Okay, we Jenna's go. leaving. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. How do you end this? I don't like remember. That, yeah. It's anyway. been a while. <laughs> I got it. All right, I have a meeting right now. Look at this. Uh-oh, let me share it first. Dripping sweat. What's the title? <sighs> Not my sheep in my voice. No. Okay, I have this meeting. Um... Choose to believe? No. Um, tell me again. Can you do it? Yeah. Tell me the truth. That's great.